Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Some big changes are coming to TRICARE. Changes that are going to affect retirees, active duty families, gold star widows and children. This is important stuff and it's going to affect millions of people, but... As I've found over the last couple of weeks, there's some bad information going out about these programs, about what it's going to mean for everybody. You're hearing rumors getting started. You're hearing rumors grow. You're thankfully hearing some of them be put down when necessary. But we wanted to get the correct info out to you. And who better to provide it than the chief of the Military Health System's TRICARE Health Program, Mr. Ken Canestrini. Ken, thank you so much for joining us on the morning briefing today. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here with you. Now, before we get on to TRICARE, I just wanted to talk a little bit about your background, because as we were talking before we went on air, you yourself are a veteran. So tell us just a little bit about your service, when you joined, what you did, and when you got out. Okay, uh, yes, I'm an Army uh, veteran, uh, career soldier. I uh, joined the Army in 1974. I was six years as an enlisted soldier, got out, used the GI Bill, came back as an officer, and ended up retiring after 33 years in the, on active duty as an Army colonel. I spent my time in uh, health care. I uh, commanded units in combat and also in garrison, and so I have a pretty good understanding of uh, health care operations inside the direct care system that takes care of our uh, soldiers' And that's an important thing, I think, when we talk about uh, TRICARE or the VA, some of the responses that we get from people when we put out stories on that are like, oh, these people don't understand what the military, well, you certainly understand what the military goes through, and you understand that transition period as someone who retired after 33 years. If we could, let's go back to when you retired at the end of those 33 years. What do you remember about transitioning from Colonel Canestrini to civilian Ken? You know, what was that transition period like for you and what did you learn that you'd like to pass on to others? Well, I think uh, basically for anybody who's on active duty, it's going to be retiring someday. Uh, it's always the you hear it, uh, you need to take advice and, and follow it as a plan. Plan accordingly. Start your plan about 24 months out. For the process to retire because if you wait to the end there's a lot of things that uh, opportunities of education training etc as you uh, prepare for retirement uh, that you don't do if you wait to the last if you work right up to the end and the other thing is uh, uh, prepare yourself medically you know make sure that you're getting all of your dental work and your vision work and uh, your your assessments so that you're not at the end of the uh, active duty status trying to run through the pipeline to get that type of uh, care you know, as someone who worked in health services, I'm glad that you bring that up because a lot of the issues that we see people having with dealing with the VA could have been avoided if they did the right thing with their medical records. And oftentimes it's just not not being knowledgeable of what they need to do. The military is doing a better job of that. But one of the things, particularly for people who retire is TRICARE. That's one of the important things that they need to know about. So before we get into uh, the changes that are coming to TRICARE, how did you come to be involved with TRICARE for the military health system? Well, uh, when I was uh, after commanding uh, our military treatment facility at Fort Belvoir, I went up to the Army staff at OTSG. I was part of our staff, Army staff officer as a colonel, and I was actually assigned as uh, the TRICARE uh, person for the Army. And then I spent a couple years doing that. 
and then uh, a couple more years doing healthcare operations, and then there was an opportunity at the Defense Health Agency, and I went over there, and I actually started working in the TRICARE um, regional offices as the chief operating officer, so I was involved with um, standing up the TRICARE East region, and then after about a year and a half of that, uh, doing that, uh, Admiral Bono, who is the, you know, the director for the Defense Health Agency, uh, gave me a call last February and said, uh, I'd like for you to kind of step up a couple rungs here and help me with the TRICARE program. And so actually I'm the acting director. I have been doing that for about uh, five months now uh, as we're going through this major transition. And so that's exactly how I ended up uh, and where I am today. And now let's talk about TRICARE. Big changes coming on January 1st. Before we get into the details and into the weeds, so to speak, on TRICARE, what are what, what are these changes supposed to do? What is the grand overlook of the changes coming to TRICARE? The why? Why is this happening and how is it going to benefit TRICARE recipients and enrollees? Well, one of the uh, major drivers for the changes that, to the program is to make the program easier for uh the providers in civ sector who use the program to manage it, coordinate it, and also for our beneficiaries to have a better understanding of what they're looking at in the program. Uh, healthcare is complex. Uh, Tricare is complex. So we've taken steps that, as we talk today and this morning, will show you that we're kind of aligning our program more in line with how commercial plans are done. So that in the civilian sector, a provider can look at it, they can understand our program just as well and easy, and we're not unique. And then uh, it'll be easier for our beneficiaries and also for the providers who uh, provide uh, TRICARE services to our beneficiaries. Is this going to make more healthcare providers available to people? I've heard that it's going to improve access. How exactly is it going to improve access to medical care providers? Well, so what we're doing um, with the new... uh, basically the new contract. So on 1 January of 18, we're going to go from our current contracts, which we have uh, for, for in the United States, we have uh, three regions, you know, and so we're going to two regions, effective 1 January. And when we do that, Humana will have the East Coast, the East region, and then um, HealthNet Federal Services will be our contractor in the West. And part of the new contract starting in January is that they must provide a network capability across the United States that will allow the TRICARE select population to have access to a network at about 85% rate. What that means is 85% of the TRICARE standard select patients will will be within 30 minutes of a network. And so that's what we've basically, if you looked at what our network is today under the three contracts, uh, it's probably around 60%. Okay. And under the new contract, we'll go up to 85%. So thus, if you have a network and where we've went out and got providers who say they'll take TRICARE, they'll process claims, and they'll see TRICARE patients, uh, now the now what you've done is increase the number of providers who are doing that, and that should increase access for our beneficiaries. We're speaking with Ken Canestrini. Ken is the acting director of uh, the TRICARE, uh, Pro, TRICARE Health Program at Military Health Systems. And we're talking about the changes coming to TRICARE on January 1st uh, that are going to affect millions of customers. One thing that you mentioned there was TRICARE Select. Of course, that's one of the big changes. Uh, I would say perhaps the biggest in that TRICARE Standard and TRICARE Extra are being kind of merged together to form a new program called TRICARE Select. Uh, what do you think of that change? And, and, you know, I think a lot of people are worried, well, I've had TRICARE Standard for so long. What is TRICARE Select? I don't even know. Explain to them 
the difference between what they had and what they're going to have with TRICARE Select. All right. So TRICARE Select, like you just did well in merge, talking about the merging of TRICARE Standard and Extra into one plan. So when what the National Defense Authorization Act uh, for 17 did by Congress is, is we want you to come up with uh, two plans. One will be TRICARE Select and you'll have TRICARE Prime. That's what will be available to the 9.4 million beneficiaries that use TRICARE. The major difference is that no longer uh, will you just automatically have TRICARE standard or extra. You will have to take an active step to enroll into one of the programs. You'll either go into TRICARE Prime, which is kind of a health maintenance organization type program, HMO, or you go and stay with uh, TRICARE Select, which is uh, a PPO type preferred provider organization. You have freedom of movement. You go to the providers you want. It's basically using TRICARE standard as you do today, except for the fact is that you will consciously say, that's where I want to get my care, and I'm going to enroll in that program. The reason uh, that's important is uh, now we'll know who's using the program. Instead of, you know, people not using it, they're using other insurance or whatever. Once we know people are using the program, they've enrolled, that will help us build our networks to where people are uh, actually living and enrolled and using the program. One of the things that you mentioned there, of course, the enrollment, which has caused, I think, a little bit of confusion among the TRICARE recipient uh, and enrollee uh, community in that who needs to enroll in TRICARE Select? So if someone is currently receiving, uh, let's say, their TRICARE standard, do they then need to enroll in TRICARE Select on January 1st uh, when this change takes place, or do they need to do it at a later date? Is there an expiration right. each year? How does that work? So what we're doing right now is we're doing this major conversion uh, to go to the new program. And so the Defense uh, Data Management System out in California, which is most of the uh, military personnel refer to as DEERS, Enrollment Eligibility System, is we're doing a hard conversion. So basically anybody who's in prime, we will convert them to uh, stay in prime. Right. Anybody who's in standard, we will convert them to uh, select. And so during this uh, month of December, we have a few accessions, about 28,000, we think, that are coming into the system, and we are, are managing them individually as we're doing this conversion. So for the bulk of the force, they will automatically be converted into one of these programs. And the beauty is of our program is 2018 will be our, what I call, a grace period year. Right. During this year, this is where we'll do a lot of education, putting out information to the beneficiaries. And they will be able to kind of go back and forth in their plans. Uh, I like uh, select. No, I'm not happy with select, just like they've been doing in the past. Then we will come into the fall enrollment period. We will have just like uh, the Federal Health Employee Benefit Plan. Right. Our open enrollment period will be the same dates. So when OPM puts out that information, we will be aligned to that. And as people are listening, what does that mean? Well, that means... Every year you have an, a window, about six weeks, that we're open for you to change your enrollment status, to right. take an active step. And then when you kick into the next year, if you don't do anything, you will be automatically carried over. Okay. Right? And then uh, you'll stay in the plan. And then when we go into 2019, now we're not uh, uh, flipped back and forth to different plans. You can only change your plan, just like in any commercial health plan, only when you had some type of qualifying life event that allowed you to say, I need to make an adjustment. And in the military, because we recognize that people move a lot. So for instance, if you move and change a zip code, that will allow you the opportunity 
to make a uh, an enrollment change. Right. All right. If you have a, you get married, there's a qualifying life event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a new child, there's another qualifying life event. So we're set up pretty much like uh, civilian plans are. Right. And in addition to that, what I'd go ahead and say is that uh, we're changing, you know, in the military, we've always kind of been on physical years, but now we're going to go to a calendar year. Oh, okay. And so for this plan, it'll be from uh, 1 January through the 31st of December. So you'll have a, a calendar year. You'll also have an enrollment season that will always be in the middle of November to the middle of uh, December or so. Uh, and that's kind of the, the new way ahead that uh, our beneficiaries will be seeing under the TRICARE program. And I think that's a great thing that you're doing it by calendar year now, just because the fiscal year is it's a little bit confusing to some people. They don't know. You know, when you talk about fiscal year in October, well, is it the end of October, the beginning of October? Is It it, it can just cause unnecessary confusion. So it's good to hear that, it, that that change is coming and that that will allow people to do it. Also, that 2018 is a transition year and you're, that you guys understand that there are going to be some issues with this. I mean, we're dealing with, uh, you know, a variety of personnel. We're talking about active duty military. We're talking about veterans and retirees. Uh, some people who are, have been seeing TRICARE one way for a very long period of time and are now going to see changes. It's good to see that that is being taken into consideration and it's not just, Hey, as of January 1st, you better figure this out or, you know, tough Basically. Right. And the other thing I would uh, put a plug in for is that uh, Admiral Bono and uh, at the Defense Health Agency, we host a monthly uh, an MSO, VSO session, and then quarterly an executive session with her. And that's where we've actually gotten pretty good feedback from these groups about, hey, have you looked at this? Uh, we got a problem with this. We don't understand this. And then we've been able to take their feedback and turn around and do better education and marketing or even adjust the program. One thing that hasn't been adjusted, as far as I can tell, is TRICARE for Life. And we have gotten some questions from people enrolled in that. What do these changes mean for me? As I understand and as I've read, and there is a lot of data to read through when you look at what's coming to TRICARE, uh, it's not going to affect that program, at least as of January. Are there changes coming to TRICARE for Life eventually, or are they kind of in the clear for now? Right. So basically, you're, you're spot on. There is no change to the TRICARE for Life program. Uh, the, the beauty as a reminder of the TRICARE for Life program was uh, it was enacted by Congress in 2001. And the reason it wasn't enacted because there was many of beneficiaries prior to 2001, after you turned 65, you were pretty much Medicare only. Right. And you had our military beneficiaries then were paying 20% of the cost. And so it Congress enacted that, and so what uh, Tricare for Life is, it's a, it's a wraparound program uh, that supplements uh, the Medicare program. Medicare pays 80%, Tricare pays the other 20%. So the current changes to the program, there are nothing that will impact or affect uh, the over 65 population. The only other plug I'd like to push in for that group, though, is we always need to take our Medicare Part B mm-hmm. When we get close to 65, because what happens is uh, when you're getting about six months out, the TRICARE program and the Medicare program will send the beneficiary information. And every now and then we'll have a retiree who kind of looks at that and says, I don't need that because I'm expecting that I have I'm covered by the TRICARE program. And the answer is no, you are not covered by TRICARE program unless you take Part B, because Mm -hmm. when a claim comes through, we cannot pay that. Pay it through the TRICARE program unless you have Medicare. Oh, okay. We're speaking with Ken Canestrini. Ken is the acting director of the TRICARE 
Health Program for Military Health Systems. Ken, I think the biggest response that we've gotten from people after our recent stories on TRICARE are in regards to raising of co-pays. Essentially, I think when you're talking about retirees, military families, you're talking about people who tend to be operating on a limited budget, in many cases a very inflexible budget, uh, in, in the case of retirees particularly, who may not have any income coming in beyond maybe their military retirement, uh, where every dollar seems to count to them. So they hear about co-pays going up and they are not happy when that happens. So first, if you can tell us a little bit about uh, the co-pay changes, who's going to see the changes, what those changes will be, and then a little bit of an explanation on what those co-pay changes are going to do for them if they're going to benefit them in some way. Right. So, um, yeah, so the co-pays, there's kind of two aspects of this. As one is, um, bear in mind, uh, for the TRICARE Select program, we are implementing co-pays. Prior to um, January of this year coming up, under TRICARE standard, you had cost shares. It was a percentage. So either it was 20 or 25% of the bill, depending upon whether or not you used a network provider. Right. So if you use a network provider, we're always giving you a discount. It helps the government, it helps you. Um, so patients would go in and it would be 20% of the bill. You wouldn't know what it would be until the bill was processed and, and showed at home. Right. So under the new program, uh, TRICARE Select, when you use in-network providers, that you know, I told you about that 85%. Right. If you go to those type of providers, you will have a copay, and it's set up in a chart, and there's certain uh, you know dollar figures associated with that copay for primary care visit or a specialty care visit. If you go outside the network, then you will continue to go use cost shares. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what we're, what the beneficiaries are probably uh, talking more about is the fact that under Prime, right? Okay, we have changed those copays. They have went up a little bit. I think from around twelve dollars yes. to twenty dollars, so about right. an eighty percent increase, give right. or take. So the other part of that is remember when we stood up the Tricare program in nineteen ninety five. We started off with a $12 copay. Hmm. This is the first adjustment to that copay since 1995 when we started the program. Wow, we're talking 22 years. I mean, it, things have changed in 22 it, years. Exactly. And so, uh, yes, we have a little bump up here. Um, uh, it was, man, it was uh, you know, the bump up was directed by Congress. They're the ones that established the figures there. Uh, but uh, we do have those copays there. Um, however, uh, you know, you do have the benefit of um, going to urgent care under the prime program right? Um, without a referral. Uh, with the, the military treatment facilities are also increasing urgent care activity so that patients can be seen, and then they're working with the network. I'm just pr- providing another example of what the program has inside of it as far as trying to improve the benefit for our population. Right. Um, the other thing that the, the program is doing is working on is, and which most programs are all working on, is how do we become more of a value-based uh, insurer, insurance? We say insurance, but we're you know, a program that's an entitlement for our beneficiaries. Right. But we, too, are in the marketplace trying to buy health care. And just like the big programs out there, we're all trying to say we're using the term value-based, which is you know, we want better, better return for our dollar. We want better quality outcomes. Right now, we do pretty good in establishing networks, paying claims quickly, uh, providing access. But we all want in healthcare to go to that next venue and say, how can we get the best for our patients, which is very tough. So we have some value-based initiatives that we're working on. 
and we're going to try, like, for instance, we're coming up, here's an example of, uh, it's called a maternity program where we're going to have some uh, facilities, uh, hospitals that are recognized for their high uh, quality. And so they can be considered gold stork or uh, silver stork hospitals. And uh, we'll let the providers know what, who, which ones they are. Okay. And then the patients will know which ones they are on a directory. We'll try to get our patients to use those facilities. And then what we'll do, there's an example of we'll pay those facilities a little bit more hmm. for taking care of TRICARE beneficiaries because of the, the good outcomes we get at these kind of places. We're speaking with Ken Canestrini. Ken is the acting director of the TRICARE Health Program at Military Health Systems. Ken, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but I wanted to ask you, how do you think right now after these, well, not right now, how do you think after the changes on January 1st, TRICARE stacks up against the civilian insurance industry? If someone retires, gets a job where they offer benefits, you know, should they be looking to take advantage of that? Should they stick with TRICARE? What do you think is the best course of action or does it vary? Well, first off, I think uh, if you look across the board at what the TRICARE program has to offer, we have one of the most comprehensive healthcare plans in the nation. We cover a lot of things. Mm. Um, the other thing is when you look at the costs, uh, yes, we have an, uh, an enrollment fee uh, for retirees. It's uh, below $600 for a family on an annual basis. Right. Uh, we have the, the co-pays uh, that range you know, from in the $20 figure range to 35 for a specialty visit. Um, but we also have a catastrophic cap uh, that right now currently is $3,000 for a family, for retirees. It's only 1000 for active duty. And so what that means is, and it's one of the lowest catastrophic caps in the nation. Most health plans have a catastrophic cap that's around seven to $11,000. Right. And so that means basically you have to spend that much money out of pocket before your insurance company takes Kicks on. Kicks in and takes right. on the rest. So in the yeah. military system, uh, for retirees, it's $3,000. Once you've paid $3,000, the TRICARE program picks up the whole bill. And that's dealing with, uh, you know, as you say, catastrophes. So something like a heart attack or, or serious issues where we all know how bad hospital bills can get. TRICARE, you only have to pay up to $3,000 before TRICARE takes care of the rest. And that's it, huge. Exactly. Throughout the year, that's your cap. And then once that kicks in, the program picks, picks up the rest of the bills. So, so one is, I think, if you looked across and said, how much do I, am I really paying for the program? And what is my coverage? I think you'll find out that the TRICARE program is one of the best programs in the nation. We've been speaking with Ken Canestrini, and he is the acting director of the TRICARE Health Program for Military Health Systems. Ken, if people want to find out more about these changes, if they want to see it in writing, where do they go to do that? Where do they go to check out and get into the nitty-gritty on how it's going to affect them, whether they're uh, TRICARE Select or Prime or anything? Well, we, what we have is uh, we're calling it Take Command of Your Health. If you go to the TRICARE.mil site, uh, we have uh, lots of information about the, the program. And it's uh, basically, it, it talk, it'll tell you what's coming, uh, what are the new co-pays, deductibles, et cetera. It'll tell you about the new contractors coming on board. Um, so if, again, if you go to the TRICARE.mil site, uh, you'll find there's plenty of information there available. We want to thank Ken so much for coming in and talking to us about TRICARE and setting the record straight on what exactly these changes mean and how there are some benefits associated with them. It's not just your co-pays going up. There are some changes that are going to work out for the better if you're a TRICARE recipient, and it uh, makes me feel a little better to hear that from him. 
Oh, let's see. We send out our uh, our hope that Justin Brown is feeling better as we get towards the holiday as he deals with the flu. And I hope you are able to join us tomorrow morning on the Morning Briefing Wednesday edition. I'm Eric Dame. He's Jake Hughes. See you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.